everybody and welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Online with your host Maddie Drosbeck. Today is going to be a more serious episode. We've got a lot of serious things to talk about today. Obviously there is a lot going on in the world right now that I'm sure all of us are familiar with at this point and that is going to be the focus of today's episode. Um, if you're familiar with the format of the show, how I've been doing it, Usually the first half, I talk about whatever it is that I want to talk about, whatever the main subject of the episode is. And then the second half, I talk about whatever happened on Love Island that week and do a little recap. So this week, there will be no Love Island recap. Uh, I don't feel like talking about Love Island this week, and I also don't think that it's appropriate. I think that we should just focus on this one big major topic at hand. So... Next week, I'm going to be recapping week three and week four of Love Island. We'll do a big recap. We'll have a great time. But this week, I just want to focus on the topic at hand. I have an iPad in front of me with a ton of notes. So if you're watching the YouTube version of this and you see me looking down, that's what I'm looking at. I just wrote so much notes for this episode to make sure I hit on everything because there's so much to talk about here. And... I want to make sure that I explain all of this accurately and that I say everything that I want to say. So today we're going to be talking about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, If you don't live in the States and you don't know what Roe v. Wade is, basically Roe v. Wade was a Supreme Court decision that happened in the 70s that basically said that the Constitution protected people with uteruses' right to an abortion. So the overturning of this decision puts the choice of whether or not people should have access to abortions back in the hands of each individual state. So for a lot of states, this changes effectively nothing. Uh, A lot of states will continue to allow access to abortion. But for a lot of states, this is going to really restrict access to abortion. Uh, And not only that, it's going to criminalize abortion so that it becomes a felony to get an abortion uh, and also aid in the access of abortions to others. So this is really fucking bad. This is a hellscape. Uh, A lot of us are feeling this. All of us with a heart are feeling this. Uh, It's so upsetting. It's fucking infuriating that anyone would think that other people, never mind the fucking government, has more authority over people's bodies than they do, than the individual does. Um, to kick this episode off, I guess, and just put my views out there. I let you know where I'm coming from. I'm pro-choice. I am pro-abortion. I think everyone should have the choice to do whatever the fuck they want with their own bodies. I think that everyone should be able to choose when they want to become a parent. Um, I think it's unfucking believable that anybody would not agree with that. I find it so hard to reason with those people and to have productive conversations because I just think they're fucking evil to be honest uh I don't think that people that are pro-life even give a single shit about human life I think they're just anti-women anti-people with uteruses I think they're power hungry and just overall shitty fucking people um and I'm I say I'm pro-abortion because I don't give a fuck what the reason for an abortion is I don't care I don't think that people need to trauma 
dump and share the worst moments of their life in order to justify why they're getting an abortion. I don't think there needs to be a justification for why you're getting an abortion. You don't want to have a kid. You want to get an abortion. I think you should be able to get one. And that's where I sit. Um, So the overturning of Roe v. Wade impacts many Americans' uh, ability to access a safe abortion. So who does this impact? Uh, This will impact overwhelmingly people with uteruses in red states. Uh, This will impact poor communities and this will really impact the black and brown communities, especially in those red states. I think it is really important to highlight the groups and communities that are going to be the most impacted by restricted abortion access um, because that's the issue at hand here. That's the focus here, right? We can talk about how Uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade impacts culture and how this decision will have ripple effects that impact all of us and just generally what it feels like to exist as a person with a uterus in a country that fucking hates people with uteruses. Um, I think the general cultural attitude around sex and consent and who's in charge of whose body, um, that impacts all of us, right? Like this impacts culture, this impacts all of us in some way. Yes, we're all feeling this, but... It's important to remain centered on the people that are going to be the most impacted by this decision, which is people with uteruses in red states, poor communities, black and brown communities. So why will this impact those communities more prevalently? For starters, throw a statistic out there, black women are three to four times more likely to die during childbirth. Now, There are many scenarios where an abortion is the only way to save a mother's life. And a lot of these states aren't going to give a single fuck about those things. What this ban looks like is going to look different state to state. Some of these states will allow exceptions when rape or incest occurs. Some of them will allow exceptions when the mother's life is at risk. A lot of them won't though. And to be fucking honest with you, I don't give a shit about any of that. I don't think that there should be any need for any exceptions. Like, oh, we can do some abortions. No, we need to be able to do all of the abortions. I don't think that the conversation of exceptions should even be had. I think it's just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, I don't think any of it matters. I think that, I don't think that the only time we should get access to our bodies is when we're experiencing trauma. Uh, Like I said earlier, I don't care what your reason is for getting an abortion. I believe in your right to have one. But it is worth noting that black and brown women are already more likely to be discriminated against in doctor's offices, to not have their needs and concerns listened to and experience death in childbirth. They're already more likely to experience that than people like me. So this decision is just going to make what is already bad so much fucking worse. Additionally, let's think about situations where people are getting caught and charged criminally in court for getting an abortion or aiding in access to abortions. Do you really believe that the white women are going to be the ones overwhelmingly thrown in jail for getting abortions? Let's be honest. Do you think? Do you think it's the white women that are going to be thrown in jail? Or do you think they're going to be the ones slapped with fines, maybe given a little bit of jail time, and they're going to be overwhelmingly charging black and brown women for getting an abortion? If we know anything about this country and our court and prison system, we know that it is not going to be in the favor of black and brown women. So how did this happen? Um, This happened because we in the States have a completely broken political system. 
our Supreme Court is made up of nine people that were not voted in by the general public. They were selected by presidents that oftentimes did not even win the popular vote. So these are not people that represent the majority of Americans. These are people that were selected by a president that not everyone likes um, and just thrown in. And then now our laws and the right to our bodies is controlled by these nine people that most of us don't fucking like, have never fucking liked, and never would have chosen to be on the fucking Supreme Court. So of the nine people on the Supreme Court, five of them voted for this. The decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and restrict access to abortion was made by five people. Five people did this. That's broken. That's That shouldn't be able to happen. At this point, the Supreme Court is no better than an extremist Christian cult. These are not people that represent the majority of Americans or that even give a single fuck about representing the majority of Americans or the greater good in any way. These are people with personal agendas and, and they're just going to enact whatever the fuck they, they want and whatever they think is best. These people do not give a single fuck about the people who live in this country. And none of these people give a single shit about children the way that they say they do i think it's fucking comical to position being anti-abortion as being pro-life um pro whose life you don't give a fuck about kids if you did we'd have more support for universal health care we'd have more support for women pre and post birth we'd have a foster care system that wasn't just a complete fucking black hole for kids to be mistreated and forgotten I don't know where the fuck these people get off saying that they give a shit about kids. You don't give a single fuck about kids. You care about having control, asserting your own beliefs over other people, and being fucking anti-women. It's totally transparent. I don't even understand how people convince themselves that they give a fuck about human life. You give a fuck about human life and you're going to make someone, you're going to force someone to give birth when they don't want to, raise a child when they don't want to, whose life do you care about? Yeah, none of these people give a shit about children. They're not pro-life. They're just anti-choice. They're anti-abortion. They're anti-anyone with a uterus. Um, And overwhelmingly, they're fucking extremist Christians that think that they deserve to assert their own beliefs over everyone else. They've got this weird fucking entitlement. Now, the Democrats had an opportunity under Obama to codify Roe v. Wade into law, and they didn't. (laughs) They had the ability to protect the right to an abortion so that we wouldn't be in the position that we are now, but they didn't. Um, Now, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they codify it while they had the chance? Because these people are not on our side. Democrats need abortion rights and this conversation to be at the forefront in order to get people to vote for them because democrats are so overwhelmingly disappointing and do absolute jack shit to follow up on the promises that they throw out there when they're campaigning um people have totally lost uh, hope in their ability to do fucking anything um and at the end of the day they're all capitalists before they are human beings with empathy and with a heart uh People in politics are so unbelievably corrupt, and most of them, as I've said many times before, do not give a single shit about us. This is driven by capitalism at the end of the day. Uh, They want women to give birth to children that end up in a broken foster care system um, that fuel the amount of poverty in this country so that they can get free and low-cost labor from people that are desperate for anything. 
they gain next to nothing in helping us. And they gain a lot by not. So, uh, (laughs) there's a lot of this that is like so deeply fucked up and disturbing. Um, our politicians that claim to be on our side and to want to help us just fucking aren't because they care more about money and they care more about making sure that they stay in office. They care more about their own political agendas rather than actually giving a shit about the people that put them in office in the first place. So that's a little bit of an intro. I guess, to what is going on, how this happened, who this impacted. Um, So let me share a little bit about how I've been feeling about all of this. Um, I've just been feeling really fucking sad and hopeless. I think at the beginning of the pandemic, I felt this way a lot, just like realizing the sheer amount of people that have lost their humanity completely and the sheer amount of people that really only care about themselves and only care about uh, what happens in their own circle of life. They don't have empathy for people beyond their own experience. Um, They don't give a fuck about what's going on in the world if it doesn't directly impact them. I've been like continuously shocked by how little people care about others as I think a lot of us have been over the course of the pandemic. Um, This won't impact wealthy white women in liberal states, but this, does that mean that we just shouldn't give a shit? I've seen, you know, I grew up in Massachusetts. I live in New York now. Both of those are blue states. This won't impact really anyone that I grew up with or know now. Um, And I've seen on Facebook people being like, well, why are you guys even mad about this? It's not going to impact us. You're just playing into the rage. You're just whatever the fuck else they say. I literally, I can't even read it because it's such a brain dead take. And it just shocks me how there are people that are literally unable to give a fuck if it doesn't impact them personally. Um, I don't understand how people could be like, yeah, well, it's not going to impact me in Massachusetts. It's not going to impact me in New York. So, like, who gives a shit? And just say, woohoo, and forget about the millions of people with uteruses in red states, in southern states, that are going to be so aggressively impacted by this. I, I don't understand how people don't feel empathy for that and want to change that and want to do what they can. I don't understand the reaction of, like, being like, wow doesn't impact me, doesn't impact anyone I know, so not my problem, and just move on with your day-to-day life. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't relate to that at all. And, um, I think those are the same people that give those, like, absolutely ridiculous solutions of, oh, if you want an abortion, just, like, move to a blue state. Just leave, leave your red state. Your state sucks. Just move to New York. Move to Massachusetts. Um, which is like a ridiculous solution telling someone to uproot their entire lives, uh, in order to protect themselves from this, to be like, yeah, fuck you and your whole life. And also I'm assuming that you even have the money to uproot your whole life and move to a blue state or that you even want to, you know, people are allowed to want to stay where they grew up and stay where they are and be able to live and be treated with respect like a normal fucking person. Um, it it shouldn't, you shouldn't tell anyone that, oh, just move to a blue state. It's just like a ridiculous 
way to think and it blows my mind how little people care about each other. I try my best to be an optimist and to focus on the people who do care, but in moments like this, it feels so overwhelming. Like the, the amount of people who don't feel so overwhelming. I still want to believe that the majority of people do. And it makes me feel hopeful when I see other people talking about this and saying like, you know, just remember that it, this feels like a fucking shithole and it feels unbelievable and so sad that something like this could even happen. It starts to feel like it's like the only way this could happen is if the majority of people felt like this and thought like this. And I think sometimes we do need to be reminded that like five people, five fucking people made this decision. And the vast majority of this country, at least I hope, doesn't think like this, doesn't believe things like this, though. It does feel fucking so overwhelming with the amount of people that do. And I think there's another aspect to it that the more I think about it, the more defeating it starts to feel. And bear with me because this might seem like a big circle. But another reason that it starts to feel more defeating to me is because I I feel like there's often this idea in liberal communities and spaces that you can be one of the good ones and that this kind of evil that leads to an abortion ban is something that's restricted to old white conservative men in southern states and we just don't know anything about that up here um and it's just not true and um I think this is beyond just the decision to ban abortion I think this is connected to so many other things and exposes so many other things. This is connected to our treatment of black and brown women, to our treatment of poor people, um, to our cultural attitudes around sex and consent, um, and how we continue to fail our children by not offering them access to comprehensive sex education programs. Um, I've been thinking a lot about sex ed and how the failure to provide sex ed is killing us. I've had many bad experiences in sex with men. Uh, I have been assaulted. I have had men beg and beg me to let them have sex with me without a condom. I've had men not ask and just go in without a condom. Um, I've had men bite me to the point of bleeding without asking. I've had my boundaries and consent violated many times, um, particularly when I was young and was having sex for the first time with people that I trusted um, and believed that they cared for me and that had my best interest at heart. I believed that they did at the time. Um, A lot of these things were violations of boundaries and consent that I didn't even realize until afterwards. Our culture around sex and pleasure prioritizes the entitlement of men. It contributes to rape culture and it actively aids in creating a world where something like this can even happen in the first place. I think what's really been getting me upset is like thinking about the 17 and 18 year old girls that this abortion ban is going to impact. The 17 and 18 year old girls that are going to experience the same exact things that me and my friends did, but they'll get pregnant and they'll have no way out of that. I think about like the 17, 18 year old girl who's just met this guy and he seems so sweet and so nice and he seems to really care about her so she trusts him and he begs and begs her to have sex without a condom on 
says that it doesn't feel as good if he doesn't do it like that and that she should want to make him feel good, right? Does that whole thing. So she agrees because she trusts him. And then she gets pregnant. And he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't have to experience that. You'll never have to experience what it feels like. The waiting. After having sex and then just having to wait for your period to make sure. I think often about how like men can have sex and just walk away from it. Next day not think about it. And if you are someone with a uterus, you have sex and that's just when the thinking begins. You wait to get your period, the anxiety that comes with that, you miss it, you take the pregnancy test, you're waiting for something to show up. And let's say this 18-year-old girl gets pregnant and he doesn't give a shit because it's not impacting him. It's not his body that's under fucking attack. To feel like you're not in control of what's growing inside your own body is fucking terrifying especially as a fucking 18 year old and these girls are not going to have access to abortions and they're going to be criminally charged if they get caught trying to get one safely so they'll either attempt to have an abortion in an unsafe way or maybe they won't attempt at all maybe they'll just give up i get so sad thinking about the girls that will be coerced into sex by people they trust and then get pregnant and have no way out of that. She believed that she could trust him and that he was one of the good ones. And now she's the one that's going to have to deal with this, that's going to have to figure this out. Those are the people that my heart fucking breaks for. That's what gets me the most fucking sad. And how aggressively we have failed them, how aggressively our lack of sex education has failed all of us. Our encouragement and enabling of young boys and their entitlement to our bodies, our punishment for people with uteruses and having the fucking gall, the audacity to dare to choose what they want to do with their own bodies. And then you start hearing people say things like, well, if you don't, if you don't want to get pregnant, just don't have sex because these people can't even begin to fathom a world where women have sex for pleasure. Sex couldn't possibly be for pleasure as a woman. A woman is just a vessel. You're just a body. You're a fucking whole. A woman is property to them. You're not allowed to enjoy sex or choose sex to them. Sex is and always will be about what women can do for them. We're not seen as real respectable people. And... There's just so many aspects of this that feel so fucking heartbreaking. And I bring up how people in liberal states will try to distance themselves from this by saying, but I'm one of the good ones. And I think it's important that we bring something like that up because it doesn't matter what state you're in. There are plenty of people across the political spectrum that contribute to rape culture, that contribute to a culture that allowed this to happen in the first place, a culture that so aggressively prioritizes everyone else's opinion on a woman's body besides the woman herself. And so it makes me feel just even more hopeless about it all because it just feels like it's scary. Who the fuck do you trust? Even the people that 
are on your side and that share the same opinion when it comes to, you know, they believe you should have access to an abortion, but they're still going to completely fucking violate your boundaries and consent. So are they really one of the good ones? It's impossible to know. And it feels so scary not being able to tell like who you can actually trust gives a fuck about you and your body. Um, and I talked in my recent video about why the culture around casual sex really bothers me. Um, and I think all of this just adds into why the culture around casual sex and hookup culture bothers me. I think at this point it's flat out irresponsible to encourage anyone to engage in casual sex. I think that our culture around casual sex and hookup culture already has become way too fucking casual. I think that, you know, I experienced a lot of negativity. I feel like I was really negatively impacted by hookup culture when I was in college. And I think a large part of that is because when I was introduced to casual sex, I was introduced to it as you know, casual sex equals you guys care about each other less. You're less emotionally invested. You don't talk about feelings. You don't care about each other's feelings. You freak the fuck out the second that anyone expresses feelings. I was thinking about this more because I saw a TikTok a few days ago, a week ago at this point maybe, where some guy was like, you know, it's just a fake back and forth conversation about uh, a woman and a man in a fake casual sex friends with benefits type situation and she opens up to him about having feelings and he goes like he loses all emotion in his face and that's the tiktok and i saw it and was like how fucking absolutely vile do you have to be to make something like this the idea that casual sex requires people to totally disconnect from their emotions is just fucking wrong it's just wrong. You shouldn't be treating other people like that. I don't give a fuck. Having casual sex just means that you're not in a committed relationship with someone. It doesn't mean that you don't see them as a real fucking person. It doesn't mean that you don't treat them with kindness and respect and give a shit about their emotions. Like, it is just, it makes me so mad. This, like, culture that we have around sex and how just awful people are to each other and how entitled they are to each other's bodies. Like, it's just so disgusting. And that's not how we should treat each other. That's not how we should speak to each other about sex and about our bodies. And I was saying in the video about how I, you know, I've talked in dating videos that I've done on my channel about how I'm not interested in casual sex. And there's part of that that is like, you know, the emotional aspect of like, I'm more interested in a serious partner right now. I'm emotionally looking for that. I'm not interested in anything casual, but there's also all of the other aspects of it. Worrying about pregnancy, worrying about STDs, worrying about vaginal infections because your partner doesn't wash their fucking hands before touching you. There's already so much that people with uteruses have to think about just on a body level, not even beginning to talk about the emotional level when it comes to having sex. I think it's fucking straight up irresponsible to be telling people that they should be having casual sex, to have casual sex is like a prerequisite to experiencing college life. I think it's fucking irresponsible. And I think it's irresponsible how we continue to let hookup culture and casual sex be talked about and seen as something you can do without care or without thinking. I think there are ways to have completely healthy casual sex and to have partners that you have 
you know, regular casual sex with, but you still give a shit about those people. And the thing is, is that you talk to anybody who is like involved in the kink community, the BDSM community, there is such an understanding within groups of people like that of like how to take care of each other, how to look out for each other, how to have healthy partners that are casual in that way. Um, But most, you know, your average fucking frat guy in college does not give a single fuck about that, has no idea, has just sees sex, sees casual sex as something that they are entitled to. It makes me fucking ill. It makes me absolutely fucking sick because especially now living in a world where we have an abortion ban present and we have this entire culture around sex and consent that is so like completely corrupted and fucked up and it's it's made worse by the fact that we don't have access to sex education and nobody wants to talk about sex and so we don't and we don't have these conversations and people grow up learning from their fucking weirdo cousin and fucking incels on the internet how to think about women and how to see sex it's so overwhelming cuz it feels like how what can we do what can we do to stop this? There's so many layers to this. And I was saying to my best friend, I was like, you know, I always think to myself, like, what is it that I can do? What is it that I can contribute with my skill set? And to me, looking at this and like this larger situation, how you can help in the long term. For me, I look at myself and I'm like, I feel like my, you know, a great way that I can contribute in the long term is to continue making more sex education content on the internet. I have a knack for making videos. I'm comfortable being on camera. I'm comfortable speaking and I'm comfortable having these kinds of conversations. They're important to have. It's important to get that information out there. So it's important for me to continue doing that, to continue making more content about sex education and doing what I can to make that information more accessible to people who don't have access to sex ed programs but even that starts to feel kind of hopeless in and of itself because I'm like yeah that's what I have been doing that's what so many of us have been doing and yeah I don't know it's like you're able to impact people on an individual level but how do we make big wide-scale changes to the way that we see and think and talk about sex to each other and on a larger scale you know we, we we can talk about like the individual going back and forth with people you know, the the relationships that you make, how you experience and talk about sex within your partnerships, within your friends, within your family. And then it goes up and out and it keeps going up and out until we get to talking about things like an abortion ban and having conversations about sex with the fucking government. I hope everything that I'm saying is making sense. I wrote a lot of notes to try to keep myself fucking on the rails here. We can talk about the overturning of Roe v. Wade, what it is, who it impacts, what it means, how I feel, but I think there's larger things to talk about here of like how we fucking got here in the first place and what our culture and attitudes towards sex and consent have to do with this and what we need to be doing to change our attitudes towards sex and consent and how we educate people on these topics. We'll continue to talk about this as things progress and um, more things pop up. Obviously, this is an ongoing conversation, but for everyone watching this, for everyone who consumes my content, watches my videos, please know that I am on your team. 
I am pro-choice. I am pro-abortion. I will always support your right to getting an abortion, always. And my channel, my content will always be a safe space for you, always. Um, I'm going to link a ton of resources in the description of the YouTube version of this podcast, um, links to abortion funds in states that are going to need our support the most, um, where to reach out to if you are in one of those states and you are in need of an abortion. I think I've seen, you know, a lot of people online offering up their own homes and as sweet of a gesture as that is, there are people that have been working and organizing in the abortion space for a lot longer and um, I want everyone to remain safe and to be able to access abortions as safely as possible so there are groups and communities organizations that you should be going through in order to get access to an abortion Um, don't just hit up someone random on Instagram and ask them to help you even if they've offered it Um, there are organizations that vet people and that will make sure you are connecting only with people that are genuinely on your team um, and are safe for you to be around. I will also be linking below some resources for how to get birth control if that is something that you're interested in. Um, I work with Favor on my YouTube channel pretty frequently, which is a birth control delivery subscription service. I have a code with them, so I'll have a link for them down below if you're interested in getting birth control for yourself. Um, this has been a really hard week for a lot of us and I know that we're all feeling that to some degree right now. A lot of people are really scared right now and, um, I just want to remind you all before the end of this episode to please take care of yourself, to take time away. I know that right now it, it feels like gotta read everything, gotta stay connected, gotta stay on top of it all, gotta read, 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 consume, 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 and suck in as much content about this online as possible. It feels like our duty to do that, but we also need to be taking care of ourselves and of each other, and it is really fucking hard to consume trauma porn all day, every day. This is a fucking awful situation, especially if you are in the demographic of people that this is going to impact the most. So please, be taking care of yourself. Take time offline away from this because we need you at your best. We need your support. We need your voice. So be sure to take care of yourself and to take time away when you need it. So I love you all so much. Um, I'm sending you all the love in the entire fucking world. Um, And I'm on your team and always will be. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Emotionally Online Uh, next week. We're going to focus on having some fun, doing something lighthearted, and talking about Love Island. So I love you guys so much again, and I'll see you next week for another episode.